Sports Hey, everybody. Uh, hello, and welcome to another installment of the TPS Reports podcast. Uh, how's everybody doing out there? This song rocks. Get it? Oh, yeah, I get it. The Rock made a historic rap debut. Historic. The guy's a, uh, no? a jack of all trades. And now He's you jacked know. <laughs> of all trades. Uh, where is it? Hey, shit was legitimately stuck in my head all weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's the idea. That's the idea, right? It's about power. We stay hungry. We devour. Put in the work. Put in the hours and take what's ours. Like in some morning, culture bringing with strange. I change your game. So what's my motherfucking name? Rock. Desecration, defamation. If you want to bring it to the masses, face to face. Now we escalating. When I have to butt boost asses, mean on you like a dream. When I'm rumbling, you're gonna scream, mama. So bring drama to the king, brahma. Watch with extreme mana. Woo! roof. That's what's up. Tech Nine, Joey Cool. We're once removed from Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Uh, oh yeah. We look have a song with a guy who has a song with the Rock. So what's up? I'm going to take that as, like, we're doing good. <laughs> it's only once removed. It's amazing. I got to say, I'm not... I don't love it. I mean... But, you know, anybody I know... Their first, to have a song think about with, your first released rap. To have a song with the most electrifying man in, in sports, sports entertainment, entertainment come today? On, come on. Dude. Come on. Dude. Come on. Um, it's pretty cool. But, yeah, I would but take at the same it time, instant, it's not very cool. This song fucking lays the smack down, dude. You're just a Rudy Poo candy ass, so you wouldn't get it. <laughs> Why don't you take your ass back down to Jabroni Drive? I smell and, uh, what the rock is cooking, hotel. <laughs> and it stinks. Um, good for the rock. <laughs> I mean, you were just a, more of a stone cold Triple H guy, so I get. You know, the I was. I, get the I never hatred. rooted for the rock. I mean, I didn't root for the rock when he was up against Stone Cold or Triple H, but he was like a third favorite, probably. No, nope, you know what? That's wrong. Stone Cold number one, it just was, and then Mankind number two, and in, okay. I, at, even as I like, not even though, but like I think Mankind in retrospect might be my number one. Does that make sense? Road Dog <laughs> number one, <laughs> X Pac number two. Yeah, X Pac was my number one. I guess Stone it, Cold number three, and that was kind of my. Okay, order. I'm Hold a DX. It, shut guy. up. X, I was a DX guy. X Pac number one. I was a Road Dog man. Stone Cold number two. Me and my buddy Sean, we used to like, you know, when we would play wrestle like every kid did in the backyard, and we would be like tag team. Uh, and we would always be Road Dog and Billy Gunn. 
but I would demand to be Road Dog, and I'm sure that like Sean didn't really want to be Billy Gunn. You know what I mean? He had to be Billy Gunn. Shit is catchy. Um, what else? What happened this week? We had a show. We have a bunch of shows coming up. That's right. That's uh, the main thing that needs to be mentioned. Uh, we will be covering The Rocks verse in Face Off at each show on the East Coast with Jarv. Opening and closing <laughs> with Rumble. Um, uh, yes. Seriously, Palmer Squares you know and we, Jarv, East Coast. You know how we make fun of with Dylan? We'll, ta- we'll like play the Ordinary Dogs tracks. Yes. And it's like, maybe it's because like the age of it. Like If I could release my first rap song... At fucking whatever age The Rock is, with already a level of like ego and success and positive mindset and muscle and right, but money. still like he blows us out of the water with that you know admittedly surface level verse. You know what, what I mean? For the first thing, not oh, now, not with or without it. I'm saying us at ordinary know, dogs level. I don't the know, first man. rap release. Look, he dropped eight bars on a song with Tech Nine. It's a pretty good uh, intro. What's the to deal the rap here? World. <laughs> Time to make the wheel steer. It's real clear. Yeah, that's not great either, <laughs> and it's not catchy. It doesn't have. You think he thought all. all of that? That's probably written for him. You know, know what? I bet The Rock wrote his verse. I, the man at has it, a little integrity. I looked it up here to do the intro. Yeah. I think he wrote it. Good. He should. You know, he might have been coached a little. Even if it lacks uh, complexity. <laughs> Do you think he did it first try? He says first try at the end of his verse. 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 Verse try. <laughs> I lost it. Where is it? Bring it to the masses. Face to face, now we escalating. When I have to butt boost the asses. When I have to butt boost the asses. Like dream, he says defamation, escalation. So you did that. You were like Kevin Bacon, lettuce, tomato. You had a whole thing. <laughs> Can't even call it desecration. Escalation. <laughs> yeah, rocks biting my shit. I get I'm it. You're gonna scream, mama, so bring drama to the king, brama, then watch with extreme mana. What is mana? Where's, where did he say first try? Right here. Thank you, brother Tech Nine. Thank you, Terra Mana. Maybe he's not in the. Uh... One take. Oh, there you go. That's one a wrap. Mana. He is jacking our shit with is the a one Polynesian. Takes. Polynesian? Yeah. Uh, pervasive. Supernatural or magical power? Hell yeah. So he's, you know, he's sharing his cultural diversity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like how they do the yeah, actual, like, right. face off. You know, his face came off from the movie. You can't not do the... Uh, face off. Face off, face off, face off. I don't know. I think it kicks ass. Um, what, was, uh, <laughs> what was Nick Cage's name in that movie? Come on. So Oh, why are you got to pop quiz me on easy stuff? No, put the phone down. <laughs> it's so easy. It's Caster Troy. Caster Troy. <laughs> yes. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, we're getting too excited over nothing. Oh, we have shows coming up. Uh, this is true. On the East Coast, you guys. Uh, New York City. Was that lightning? Who cares? Damn, I, I'm just, I got a little startled. New York City on the 19th with a one Mark Normand. Comedian Mark Normand. Uh, as well as Jarv. Actually, this whole run on the East Coast has Jarv uh, yes. along with us. Um, so this is going to be one for the history books. October 21st, uh, we're with Jarv and Spose in Boston. October 22nd, we're in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Um, what are the other cities here? October 23rd, Sanford, Maine. We're playing on a fucking uh, airport tarmac. It's going to be fun. That's a Saturday night. Sunday night, Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, that's October 24th at Troop. Hey. 
uh, Monday night, Portland, Maine, October 25th. Um, and then we're in Greenfield, Massachusetts, October 26th, Burlington, Vermont, October 28th. And then uh, we leave Jarv on the East Coast. But on our way home, we stop in Mansfield, Ohio, for a Halloween party on October 30th. Uh, that's going to be a fun one. There's Godamus, there's uh, Toby Raps, and much, much more. And like I said last week, it's just like a fun-ass... God, I miss Toby Raps. <laughs> um, just a real fun setup that uh, Shane does at his Food mattress trucks, liquidation um, firm. Uh, there will be a costume contest. Come on out, and then we're going to be at Skankfest in Houston, followed by our own shows uh, at Creek in the Cave, Austin, November 12th, followed by Denton at Andy's. I promoted it incorrectly the last time. I think I said it was at the same place as last time, but it's at Andy's in Denton, Texas. That's November Andy! 13th. And that's it for us on the road this year. So let's end strong, you guys. PalmerSquares.com. Get some tickets or just show up. Don't miss the shit. Had a show in Chicago over the weekend, too. Moonrunners. <laughs> rock Fest. I don't know about you, but I fell in love with the girl at the rock show. We rocked it. She said, huh? And I was like, I don't know. Remember that song? No. Is that a thing? Yeah. That's uh, don't know it. Blink one eighty two. We made history, <laughs> more history for the books. First rappers ever at Moon Runners. Maybe that's on us to feel like uh, we're not going to fit in with other crowds because we're this and they're that. That's a very close minded, antiquated. No, way. I didn't it's even twenty twenty one. I didn't assume that exactly. Uh, every fucking it's twenty twenty one. Every like metal punk fan like ironically loves some form of hip hop as well. Yeah, or not ironically, they just love it. Um, and they just loved us, you guys. That was actually a lot of fun. I kind of like, uh, you know, we don't really put sets together that often anymore. Just kind of wing it. Doesn't mean I don't get like anxious going into it. I go like, what are we gonna, what are we gonna end up playing? And I think it works out great. You know, doesn't mean I don't get a little like, Ugh, only really know what we're gonna open with. No, it's our new thing. But we're I do have uh, in my head like, we're it, a jam band. We could play a bunch of stinkers. Like they, I don't know. We always try to like gauge something. Like, well, it's this type of crowd, so we shouldn't do like. Hype shit, or like, there's only this many people in the crowd, right? So maybe we'll keep it on the chill moratorium vibe, or something. And then it's like we're always wrong, you know. People are like yelling the shit we didn't plan to play, and then we end up playing that, and it goes better than the shit we would have planned. So I don't know. Throw caution to the wind sometimes, and uh, you get a good show in return. So shout out to uh, Josh and everybody that set up Moonrunners Fest. That was a fun time. And uh, the homies from Days and Days. Yeah. Big homies. Dude, it is like storming outside. I am shook. Why you get over there, huh? <laughs> like Kimber Johnson, this girl in my fifth grade class, who fucking started bawling <laughs> her eyes out because there was a thunderstorm and we were watching a movie. Kimber I remember even being like, what are you in fifth grade nine? Even yeah. at nine years old, I was like, bro, you're you're being a little bitch right now. Like this is a little much. Wait, even this is for a girl, a kid. Yeah, <laughs> you're being a little bitch right now. Get, it's a it's thunder. Yeah, She's crying for her mommy. Yeah, I'm just kidding, though. You know, I think I'm, about uh, that. What was her name? Kimber? Kimber I'm, Johnson. Don't compare me to Kimber Johnson, okay? That's over the line. <laughs> I remember... Uh, very Christian, kind of had a speech impediment. I wonder what she's up to right now. Oh, man. Fifth grade. I bet she's flourishing. Here's a couple of my... Fi- I don't even know, but elementary school. I've she's told this one... probably like a QAnon nut job. I sure. don't know. <laughs> there was always Ryan Manning who cried and got mad at all of us for building a snow fort when it was, it was recess during the winter, and it was God's snow. And he was like, he, he knew we were sinners, you know? He was just like, you can't, this is God's snow. And then he went home you and almost beat it. his stepfather to death. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking happened. <laughs> I remember like the God's snow. And I'm just standing there. We're all just like, we have 
buckets of water. We're trying to like pack it and make like little tunnels, and we're just building snowmen and little snow tunnels and shit by the playground. And it's just like a beautiful. Right. I don't know. It seems like a good way for kids to kind of blow off steam mid school day. And there's Ryan blowing off steam, <laughs> shrieking, uh, teary eyed about God's snow. It's like to pick up, fucking make a snowball, you little pussy. God wants you to throw a snowball at us. Yeah, what does that even mean? It's not his fault. It's whatever was going What's on in the house. What's his house made out of? Yeah, That's God's wood. <laughs> no, it's made out of fucking religious parenting, you know? Something about, oh, and then when you hear the thunder, God's and, bowling. And, and stepdads. Those are, are God's bowling <laughs> pins. <laughs> bruising for a bruising. That guy almost killed his stepdad. Wait, or are you saying? He beat the piss out of him. Did he? Yeah. This is a true story? True story. Ryan. I mean, it's God's, childhood rumors, but. God's snow. It's a true story to me. Um, and then there was this girl, uh, Kimmy, and I remember her, because you said Kimber, and uh, Kimmy's thing was Titanic. And this is like, I think before the movie came out. What, what year did that no. movie come out? What, what the fuck year did it come out? 97. 97. So Yeah, I guess it like just came out, and that's probably part of it. Just like, like when the Backstreet Boys came out, all the girls had Backstreet Boys folders. So it's like Titanic came out, and they all had the Titanic pencils and shit. They would hawk <laughs> at the Walgreens for back-to-school sale. It was, like the, it was the biggest movie of my life to that point. Yeah, or ever. To this point, what, you think he outdid himself with Avatar? Get the fuck out of here. Seriously, what's been bigger in our lives? Oh, I don't know. I was Titanic, serious. that's like, it. I see Titanic as a bigger <laughs> success than Maybe Avatar. Like Harry Potter shit or something? I don't know. Um, Titanic was huge But I remember she used to tell the class Which is just childish bullshit But she's like She was such a Titanic was her thing right Like my thing when I was a kid I was, I was into wow. aliens You're real unique kid Right In 1997 Titanic's your thing Fucking loser So here look What time What time Did the Titanic Sink 11 I thought it was something in the 15. 2 o'clock a.m. hour because I remember Kimmy always saying, or she had to profess to the classroom in her whatever, like, uh, get to icebreaker. There was three things about you. Icebreaker, get it? Oh, shit, dude. It's effortless. Um, <laughs> uh, but she would, I wake up, she'd say, I wake up every morning at 2.20 because, like, I just, something pulls, like a horror movie where, like, the, you know, you wake up at the same time each night. 2.20 is 2.20 a.m., but that's still night. Right, but that's what time on April 15th, 1912, the Titanic went down. Kimmy so sucks. Kimmy Kimmy's woke full up. of shit. <laughs> Kimmy's full of shit, Kimmy's dog. a fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I remember even like, I'm, this had to be like third grade or something, you know? Like a third grade. You're, it's a dumb kid. And like, I, I've definitely told weird lies where they're like, what was the purpose other than, I don't think I was trying to like, I remember like not understanding, this might have been more like kindergarten or first grade. But I, I remember speaking in the past tense of, like, an older me. Like, I was probably six or seven, and I was talking to a classmate, like, yeah, when I was 15, I did that. And I'm just a retarded kid. So right. That, it wasn't like I was trying to be impressive. I wasn't like, older kids sound cooler, and they're so dumb, they don't know no, I'm You just six. don't get how numbers work I just didn't get yet. it yet. I didn't get whatever I was talking about. That's so, why kids should always be disregarded. <laughs> Never listen to a child. Uh, they are not the future. Um, but yeah, Kimmy would wake up at 2.20 a.m. every night, I think. Or maybe just annually on April 15th. I forget what the fucking bullshit story exactly and was. What? Like what? Like maybe on every, every year, on the day, on the night, at 2.20 when the Titanic sunk. At when, that I was, hour, uh, when I was I would that wake age, up in a cold sweat. I was at uh, that age. I got really into like the JFK assassination. Okay. Um, what was going on in your household? In fourth <laughs> grade, I remember I had a project where I did like a... 
diorama of Dealey Plaza, Dealey Plaza, uh, where he was shot. And I remember being, remember uh, Miss Smith's computer room at Tarkington? I remember the fourth grade with those fucking old, like ancient Macs. They would have uh, either Oregon Trail or the Incredible Machine. Or Mavis Beacon. (laughs) Um, And I remember being in that computer lab on celebritymorgue.com looking at autopsy photos of JFK with what his, it troubled you <laughs> with what his morbid. brains coming out <laughs> and I printed it out <laughs> and it was this so long ago it printed on remember in that room those printers like yeah. what do you think those parent teacher conferences sounded like when you were outside like all right well, now we just want to talk to mom Seth you can go sit out in the hall yeah he's printing out head wounds I remember one computer lab I don't remember that ever though being an issue uh, maybe the teacher just didn't see, um, but no, no one ever like. There was no concern over the fact that I was, and I didn't just stop at JFK. I looked. At, I wasn't celebritymorgue.com. There's way more than JFK. I was looking at Tiny Tim and Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, I think the results of that traumatic, uh, you know, youth experience are still to come. Like you, maybe you're sociopathic. Uh, this is after in, in I your future you're gonna you know to kill uh, Chris Nixon because he called me stupid. What, I got what a grade word were wrong. you in there? Third. Third and fourth grade, printing out JFK's bloody head and sending death threats to Chris Nixon. It was a picture. I drew a picture <laughs> of Drew Barrymore in Scream hung from the tree with her guts hanging out, but I made it him. Yeah. Because I got a word wrong on the spelling test, and he called me an idiot in front of the whole table, and I was embarrassed. That was his last mistake. <laughs> Fucking Chris Nixon. You're I dead. Had, I had just watched Scream. It had just come to HBO. Oh, uh, you see, they just announced... Scream reboot or whatever. Another Scream's right. coming out next Enough. year. And not only are the Arquette Cox duo back for more, but Nev Campbell. She wasn't in the fourth one, was she? Yeah, all actors she? who haven't done shit since. I Whoa. guess Courtney Cox has. Oh, I watched that. I mean, what uh, she done? I watched that David Arquette wrestling documentary. Whoa. Cougar Town? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not interested. <laughs> what a funny word. That makes me think about uh, Many Saints in Newark again. I've had a whole week to stew on Many Saints in Newark. C-plus was too good. I gave it too high of a rating. And but did you, have you watched it again there since? There should be like a, like a, uh, what is it, a statute of limitations. I guess, that's, I guess that's not what I want. No. There should be a rule that after two decades of a thing, you can't make more things of that thing. A lot of times it's the opposite. Like Not, not in this case exactly, but there are things like... Like uh, licenses that expire, and then like you can buy the rights to shit that you could. I think it's the opposite when just right. like a movie making thing. It's always way after the fact when someone acquires the rights to fucking whatever. Some guy, you know, Willy Wonka is now available for sale. So now so and so can buy it and bastardize it this year. You know, the longer it gets, it almost just seems stop. like the more ripe. Yes, and I agree. They probably shouldn't do that. But yeah, I, I still like. I don't think we gave it a. A remarkably glowing review. I think we were like, it's average. We talked about the things we did like about it. We said there was some corny impression characters. They got like CGI fire that's kind of Ugh. not uh, realistic, especially when it's supposed to be in a in older time. It didn't provide any... There was no reason for it. It didn't provide any insight to the show. It was just a whole collection of little fucking like, hey, it's the beehive hairdo argument. Hey, it's right. young Silvio. I think if you hey. removed all the Sopranos connections from Probably, it, it would be like an okay movie. But because there's these expectations from a community that is a, a fans of probably the best show ever made, there's a lot of high expectations. There's a lot like on the line for this viewing community. I feel like there's nothing but like down for it to go as far as 
you know. I'm not saying it's going to like, or that it did. Like, I'm just ruin mad at the a franchise. It didn't deserve a C plus. That movie should have been exactly C minus. All, all the characters should have just had different names that weren't like right. just change everybody about it. It has no relation to this, and it's an okay movie. Like, it was an okay movie. But I, yeah, I understand. I can't that, get like, over Pauly too. The, Why? Why that guy? Right. I don't know. It's like one of those things where it's like I'd probably have to watch it again to pick it apart, but I also don't know if He's I'm pale. interested in watching He's it again. He's a pale man. <laughs> the guy who plays Polly is like Sicilian. He's got dark skin. Well, Polly's supposed to be Italian. Yeah. I'm saying the guy they got to play him in this is fucking pale. He's oh, white I you bread. Were gotcha. It's obnoxious. Um I don't know. I, I don't think you had so much more for to say like about for it. for how much I adore the show and I watch it at nauseum ad nauseum. No, it's at um, towards nauseum. I'll, I'll never I'll never watch that movie again. Um, well, I mean, yeah. Then how do you expect it to grow? Also, on you? when did Tony's dad <laughs> go to jail when he was a kid? That was never part of the storyline. They just made that up. I think that's what they try to do. In the movie, is like, I'm going to shed light on things that you didn't even know because we never put it in the show. We're adding it that's, now for context. That's a pretty big, uh, with all the therapy sessions we saw with this guy, he never bothered to tell his therapist that his dad was in jail for a big chunk of his childhood. I not think that would be saying, pretty significant. Not even saying, take a breath. <laughs> not even saying I agree with it, but it's that argument about like when you reboot something or adapt something, like, do you want it to be exactly like the book page, page for page, or do you want them to like take liberties and do something more with the story? Like think about the shining. I thought the the fresh off the boat Italian Gumar, yeah, uh, having sex with the black guy and then telling him about it was like first of all for her to go have sex with the guy was pretty far fetched, and then to tell yeah I tell also, your fucking strict Italian mobster boyfriend that you did it, that, she probably would have been more racist than that guy, bro. She was a she was Italian. <laughs> That whole part was just like, what do you, what, what is this? Also, that in the end, you can think one guy is gonna kill him when a different guy kills him, which the different guy killing him was also like, why? I don't know. The more I think about it, it just falls flat. Well, lucky for you, there's still six seasons of the thing you like to watch over and over again at nauseum. Eternally. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was whatever. It's was ad it, nauseum? It was a, it's ad nauseum, yes. What the hell does that mean? Like, over and over. And then there's like... Yeah, but why? <laughs> why is it ad nauseum? Because, I don't know. What like, is ad? Because words come from fucking, like, Latin and stuff. I don't know. Uh, ad nauseum. Referring to something that has been done or repeated so often that it has become annoying or tiresome. Example. The inherent risks of nuclear power have been debated ad nauseum. Oh, now it makes sense. Mm. Um, it was the example that did it for me. Anyway, who the fuck wants to see Nev Campbell's old ass in a scream? It's like the fucking Whoa. Halloween that's going on right I'm now. Sitting right here, dude. Halloween it's me. starring fucking everybody's grandma, Jamie Lee Curtis. Latin, literally, to sickness. So I'm just saying, I know about language. So what's up? Whose idea was it to make a Halloween movie? Halloween starring <laughs> a fucking elderly woman who does commercials for a yogurt that makes you poop. She's the fucking and they star cast- of the original. Yeah, and sir. she's old now. Right. So you don't make a movie starring her fighting the guy. First Nobody all, wants to watch a grandma fight not a killer. Starring her, they get a hot young chick to play your granddaughter. It stars her, Judy Greer. She's not a hot young chick, or is she just the daughter? And then there's a younger one. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Keep up. Also, <laughs> Judy Greer. 
I don't want to watch Judy Greer fighting Michael Myers. Oh, that's the difference between you and me. That's what where we a split pads. Stink a Rooney. Um, don't you, another thing. Do you, do you think uh, you gave too high a re- I, let me start over. Do you think you take three? Do you feel as though you gave too glowing a review of the last Halloween remake, which I believe had Judy Greer in it as well? We saw it in theaters, and I remember we had such a fun night, and we she said it was great. I, I so. remember. I think when it started. Nothing about that movie. That's I the thing. That as I remember, we saw it in theaters, and we left drinks, like that was so fun. Yeah, we worked at a movie theater, so we saw it for free. Yep. After a work shift, had a few drinks. Hobnobbing with the uh, try watching the bosses. it again. Try watching it again. It is dog shit. <laughs> I don't doubt it. It stinks. Uh, unwatchable. Like I, I tried to watch that. Not what was the last one called? <coughs> Who gives a fuck? The, the just, one from a few years ago. I thought it was just called Halloween. Um, but yeah, I remember we were like that movie kicked ass. <laughs> and uh, I don't think I said that it kicked ass. I did. I might have said it was pretty good. No, dude, that thing kicked ass at the time. Yeah, it was just called Halloween. Yep. Reboot it every couple of years. That's going to be going on until we're grandparents and we have I know this conversation has been had ad nauseum (laughs) uh, that they got to stop just fucking, you know, rebooting shit. Yeah. Come up with a new killer guy. You know what? What was the thing we watched last week? Malignant. (laughs) That's way better. So stupid. I loved it. You know what really uh, bugged me was the scene. There's a scene where the killer guy, uh, most of the movie, their face is obscured with long hair. Yep. But they're like, they got a lady chained up to the wall, and he's like, fucking, in your face. But he's holding an iPhone with like the home screen up with all the apps on it. Yeah. And it's like in the shot. With the scary guy and the the scared victim girl, I don't know. It makes just, it less scary. To it see, just bugs me. Does that see. not bug people? No, but you you commented several times about the iPhone's placement. In so there's the film. two. There's two Literally, separate by parts the way, in the movie. Meaningless to anything show, that goes on in this film. They show the iPhone is ringing, and then they show someone's finger swipe. How you swipe an iPhone to answer it, and then the screen changes to the the active call screen. But when they swipe it. There's like a little circle thing that you move from the left side to the right, and it doesn't move when they swipe it. They couldn't afford good enough effects to, to actually put this, make the circle move. I don't know if it's about affording good enough effects. I think it's that it doesn't matter one iota to the film, and it's a lot easier. You go spend some time in After Effects and try to swipe open the phone graphic. Just in call post. the guy's phone and film you answering it. And also, that's just like, it must be hard to enjoy anything when you're going to be pulled out of it because the, the slidey didn't slide Look, on the I phone wasn't, I wasn't very into it in the first place. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's your problem. That was a fun movie. It was fun. No, it was very fun. That's I told I'm you. for. Uh, way more fun than Candyman. It like didn't take itself seriously. It had a lot of classic tropes. Yeah, it's the same dude that did like The Conjuring, and The Conjuring was good. The um, this was sillier than The Conjuring, but never-ending like supply of white ladies who just walk into the darkness that they heard a noise in. Saying it does like every horror trope willfully well. Like it has, I like things that can fire on several cylinders. It's not just like a creature feature or just a slasher. Sometimes it can be very sloppy and disorganized when they try to like cram every like theme and trope from this campy thing but this modern thing and we're gonna put it all into i like that it had like the it was a psychological thriller it had like a haunting element it had a slasher element it had like a creature feature element and it had like honestly the the corn of horror movies so corn like 
that's part of a horror movie to me. Like, not all of them, not like if we're talking about Hereditary, that wasn't corny, but that was more than a horror movie. That was like right. a, just a terrific drama, honestly. Like, yes. it was, it did a lot more than that. It no, broke even your heart. like the classic fucking Freddy's and shit. There's like so I much like, corny that's Freddy. Part of where what I love about horror. Where he's on the skateboard fucking chopping down, uh, oh, dude. That's the scaffolding the, and shit. That's another franchise. And I, it's I, hilarious. I got my Nightmare on Elm Street awesome. poster right here, framed. And it's just like, the first one is iconic. Then they made like a dozen they're, after, they're and so none dumb. of them hold up. But they're that doesn't change how fucking cool Freddy Krueger yeah, is. It didn't make me not watch them all several times and still love the franchise. But yeah, it really starts with like an iconic first thing. Um, but then, yeah, if they were to ma- make Malignant 2 through 10, imagine how... Dumbass those would be. Like, I think it had the right amount of everything. Right amount of action, right amount of horror, right amount of comedy, right amount of corn. It's good stuff. Acting was it's good stuff. atrocious. But, it, like, again, in a fun way. Yeah. Uh, not every horror movie, like Hereditary, like you said, is it's like the exception. It's not what I expect out of every slasher film I go see is a fucking, like, Oscar-worthy performance. I mean, no one gives a fuck. You want to move on? Let's do it. <laughs> uh, to what, though, would be the giant question? Um, what's going Let's on see. here? Oh, oh yeah, I guess I got I a rap problem. Um, we talked a few weeks ago about how, like, you had the curse, and then you kind of passed your curse on to me, and now no, 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 I did not pass anything. Life is taking you. a shit on me yeah, instead life, of you. I think life like treated us both. So I got the individually. <laughs> I got the rodent part of it now. They're not in yeah. my house, but we got one. Uh, big fella. We have like this enclosed back porch area and we've kind of made it a habit of when the garbage is full of like, because we're on the third floor, just put the bag out there for a day or two before taking it down mm. out in the back through the gate to the, the cans and everything. Uh, but it's it's caused a, what I thought was a mouse problem. Look at this though. I took a picture of, I put some glue traps out. So wait, do you have any evidence of have you caught anything in these traps? I've put snap traps for mice out okay. uh, multiple nights. Every morning I come out, the food from the trap is gone. The trap is snapped. Nothing in it. Yeah. I think it's maybe something larger than would have its next snap. Also, I think mice have just evolved to, like, they don't fall for that shit anymore. I told you that two years ago. They probably pick something up and throw it and set off the trap and then go get the cheese. Yep. They got decoys and shit. <laughs> It's been long enough, I think, that the 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 species I had, like has that instinct now in its DNA. Like I don't trust that. So this was like two years ago now, or a little over for me, when I had the mice problem, and I caught and uh, subsequently killed. I believe it was ten or eleven mice. Nice. But like when they when they get, ca- I had snap traps and glue traps set. Never caught anything in the ones with the food and the snap. And there was different ones. I had the old, the one that looks like a Tom and Jerry cartoon, the old yeah. engineering one. And then I got the, the new ones, ones the ones where you twist it. You twist it, and it opens a thing, and if their head goes in it, it snaps, twists back. And, like, I had those, and then I had glue traps. Only ever caught anything on the glue traps. And then you also get fucking homos giving you shit when you bring this shit it's up. It's inhumane. And that's not correct. What's inhumane is if you let it live on there. A mouse I took it outside and not killed that humane, motherfucker. All right? <laughs> so fuck it. Well, I that put really happened traps. to me once. I got into like a fucking spat with somebody over like they were <laughs> judging me because I was saying how I was dealing with this problem. I would have loved it if the trap would have snapped their neck and that would have been hands off, humane, done. It didn't work. They get stuck and then they go because they're fucking tearing their fucking 
skin and oh, fur yeah, off trying their to legs get off. exactly. So they're chewing their legs off. They're crying about it, and then you got to handle that. So you got to get this fucking uh, glue trap with a live rodent on it into like I, I would put it in like a a jewel bag. You know, I'd put it in a plastic bag, to, and then I'd go outside and I would smack and the fuck whap! out of it. Whap! I would whap it against the brick wall, like, and I didn't check to make sure. I was just like, I just got to know this is a knockout punch. You know, I just got to know, and I, I didn't know, but it was like, yeah, it's traumatizing to say the least. And then there's a bunch of fucking, uh, yeah, rat fans out there. Oh, yeah, they're, they're the rats. Fucking river. Whole family's rats. It's fucking unbelievable. Like, what, you think I killed the last one? Ew, you know the glue traps are it's, the most inhuman. Shut the fuck up. Why well, put out? I got an infestation. Glue traps have not done anything. And I thought it was a little fella. I put a little. I put a coin next to it. I took a picture feather. here. Look at this bohemoth footprint in this Dude, glue trap. Have you thought about a raccoon? <laughs> its fucking paw is bigger than the quarter. They those. You think that's raccoon? I think it's definitely not a mouse. Uh, my roommate it's saw it though. A rat my or roommate a raccoon. saw it and said it was a rat, not a raccoon. Maybe it was a raccoon. Nice hmm, hybrid. We discovered a new species. <laughs> um. Well, you know, when we were on Legion of Skanks podcast two years ago... Oh, yeah, that came up, didn't uh, it? We talked about... We watched some video. I don't know how it came up, but... Who knows? Mouse traps that are like a bucket of water where you they like walk a plank and then the plank dunks them down into the water and they drown. So I went and bought all the supplies today and crafted me one of those things, so we'll see. You, you already have it set in the back room or whatever? I just I haven't put water in it or peanut butter on the end of the plank, but... It's ready to go. I'll do that when I get home. Dude, it's war. It's all out war with these motherfuckers, dude. I feel like he's too big though. Like he's gonna Yo, he's gonna be able to climb out. I'm petrified. Can't rats for you. swim? First of all, rats this, can swim. I feel like like in Jurassic Park, you know, when they see the ripple in the water or literally like the <laughs> footprint in the mud. Right? Yeah, that, that was very unsettling. Seeing what you that's unsettling. Seeing the size of that footprint in there. And it, it's not even like there should be weight on that footprint that makes the glue trap come what up the on its fuck? foot. There's no, three dude. footprints, and that front one is big. That's a Sasquatch. Dog. It's look, a dog. I think it's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a dog. <laughs> it's a fucking golden retriever-sized paw print. It's huge. Yeah, this is bullshit. But look, I made the I made the bucket. Damn. So you're gonna set up like Walk a little in the plank. Yeah, set up a little camera, dude. You gotta like keep a yeah, security I thought about camera that, but on it. How the fuck? How? I don't know. It's a lot of tech. I don't have night vision. Um. Well, I wish you luck. And once again, I'll take a picture of whoever passed the cloud on to you. Me and my roommates will hang it up like a shark and take a nice little celebratory picture with uh, it hanging between us. I hope it's just playing possum and then it bites somebody in the face. I think it's a possum. Teeth. Um, yeah, that's terrible. So, and you, you know what they say about any of these? Like, if there's one, there's more. You know, like you may have seen one rat. There may be one bite-sized hole in the garbage bag, but it doesn't mean that there aren't more. Somewhere nearby, or on the block, or maybe that rat is bringing shit down to a rat child of his. Yeah, I don't think that the building has any infestation. I think that this one, though, just keeps coming back because it's found. It's found Dude, something every night that it's it comes go back. Tell his friends. And now I'm leaving shit out for it. So now it's like, oh, nice. So have every you, night I come here and there's cheese have on you this and easily your avoidable trap. Changed the garbage takedown procedures. Like, oh, it don't. No more sitting it out there. Okay, so you Take are... Take your lazy ass downstairs and throw that shit in the can. New rule, nothing stays in the side room by the back. No. Whatever. Like, not. Good. Like, as I was going to say, that needs to be the new rule. That you're, a rat is Every not year, some shit. You live on the third floor, too. Rats should not be scaling... Exactly. Up there. They shouldn't be climbing the steps that high I feel with like incentive. We go through it every year. Last year it was maggots started infesting the bags. 
And then that results in like a hundred flies in the back patio area. Rats love maggots and flies. But then winter comes along in Chicago and it, it becomes a little bit more lenient where it's like, all right, the rats are probably too cold. I don't want to go down. I'm cooking dinner. It's snowing out. I don't want to run down now. I'll just put it here for a few hours. And then two that. days goes by. And there's fucking garbage. There's also my winter's uh, worse too because you know they're looking for somewhere warm. My and roommate, if there's food in the warm place too, they're trying to get out of the cold too. It's like I don't want to take the garbage down. It's cold, and they're like, there's food up there, and it's warm. So my roommate has a, a bag of soil as well, and it ate a hole through the bag of soil. Apparently, it fucking like lifted the bag of soil up and fucking poured soil everywhere. Because I don't know how going from like a bag of soil is in the corner, yeah. eats a hole in it. And there's there was a fucking pile of dirt all over the patio. I picture a little rat like picking up the bag of soil over its head, like in the gym. What other explanation is there? <laughs> he just manipulates the, the bag. What the fuck? You got a rock physiqued rat, just like we devour, we take what's ours <laughs> in your garbage. <laughs> um, well, I guess we'll get an update on the rat situation next week. In the meantime, um. Let's try this. Somebody died, now we're pouring one up in their memory. It has been a rough couple of weeks for HBO. Well, I guess uh, Omar was like a month ago. Yeah. Another I mean, dude died. A couple, a couple of weeks. Granville Adams. He was 193. That's the oldest sounding name I've ever heard. Um, 58. That was close. Did you ever watch Oz? I, I did not. Oh, okay. Well, he was one of the Nation of Islam guys on Oz. Uh, anything else I might know him from? He sort of looks... No. No? No. Nothing else there? Okay. I thought I thought so, too, and no. Did no, you watch just, Homicide? Just <laughs> oh, yeah, I see, I've seen that guy everywhere. He's in lots of stuff. Um, he died. So, you know... He was on Oz, so I probably saw his penis at one point. Dude, maybe we should pour up an OZ. Wow. A one-ounce shot. Wow. Him. Look at that. Um, what else? <laughs> Fat dude from Chopped Jr. died after a 13-year battle with cancer. Jesus. Oh. For a second, I thought his name was Magical Elves. Um... But I guess that's the production company behind Tom We hardly knew ye. Um, Mr. Magical Elves. Oh, yeah, and then this dude, Justin Thornton, died after, I think it was like a month ago, um, in Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship, BKFC. This dude was knocked out, and, he, and he was, he's been in a hospital for like a month, and he died, succumbed to his... I don't think he died from... I thought he died from uh, pneumonia, but obviously... Wait, was this fight related? Yeah. Like, he was knocked out devastatingly and then carried out on a stretcher and then in the hospital for a month and then after a month in the hospital, I believe died of pneumonia. But I think it's safe to assume he wouldn't have died of pneumonia in a hospital had he not suffered that knockout loss. Right. It's like the whole COVID thing. The COVID didn't kill him, but it exacerbated the thing that was going to kill him. (laughs) What was his record... Because Justin I'm pretty Thornton. sure I read, like, this fight sh- should never have been commissioned. Um, Damn. And, of course, the guy that clocked him uh, feels terrible. Oh, yeah. Devastated. Dylan Kleckler issues heartfelt message after death of BKFC 20 opponent Justin Thornton. Six wins, 18 losses. 
The guy, uh, Justin Thornton. Yes. He was 38. Who commissioned that fight? What was the guy? Who's the guy they, who killed then him? Then again, they just had fucking What's Holy his murderer's name? Play at 58. <laughs> What's the guy who feels terrible for... Dylan Kleckler. Taking this man's life away in front of his family? Yeah, Dylan. for a living. Because somebody fucking inked the contract. How do you spell that fault. last name? Like it sounds, Kleckler. It's like David Keckner, but completely different. I'm not doing very well here. Is it a C? C-L-E-C-K. Kleckler. What's his record? 11 and 1. <laughs> How old is he? Jesus Christ. Uh, I don't know. I don't. It would be fucked up if he was like 20 years younger. No. 39. He's older. He was older than Thornton. Still, though, who commissions a fight between one guy who's got 11 wins and one loss and another guy who's got six wins and 18 losses? Well, that's fucked up, and that's how much of a difference I feel like. these. I mean, because sometimes I was just watching uh, highlights from Saturday's fights, uh, UFC, that is, and it's like, it's carnage sometimes. And you've seen these vicious knockouts and spin kicks and all this shit. The dude that got Rose, Rosa, whatever, the elbow to the head. Dustin Jackson. Gushing Damon blood. Damon Jackson? Oh, was that a different fight? Um, it's the guy Rosa was fighting. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, there's, you watch some of that carnage and you're just like, really? Like, no, like, it's... I, I, I watch look, it and I go, yes! No, but like, sometimes you just can't believe that people aren't leaving on stretchers more. Or dying oh, yeah. in, in the octagon more. But like, I, I look at that and I see like a real sport. Like, even when you choke somebody out, they don't die because it's a fucking like, it's well, a, a lot of them are blood sport. chokes. Right. Uh, that just put them out unconscious exactly. for and a second. And it's because it's, it's a skill like shooting a basketball. You can't just fucking huck the ball at some, you know what I mean? Like, it takes, yeah. it takes a, you know, a grace to shoot that shot. They're Things just, like that. Where they're not just wrapping both hands around a guy's so neck. So literally just the difference <laughs> between dies. the gloves, right? Like now there's bare knuckle boxing. Like it, it, inherently it, it sounds more dangerous because the glove adds something. And it's not something that adds pain. Like I think it adds a layer of um, safety. Gloves are, are usually more so to protect the hands. I, like I, No matter which way it's going, it's prov- but, uh, it adds a layer of safety. And when that, you remove it, you remove a layer of safety. The thing is, uh, in box, there's been countless guys who have died after boxing matches, and they use 16-ounce gloves. So it's not to say that the reason this guy died is because they commissioned fights without gloves. And I'm sure they changed the rules or something since there were more people dying, which must have been decades ago in boxing. No, fucking people die every year professional boxing. Do you guy have any died, stats on, like, Like, what? last year, a guy was, like, 27. No, I'm not saying a guy. I'm saying, like, you just said people die all the time in professional boxing. I bet if you looked at 1961, a lot more people died in boxing that year than they did in 19, Perhaps. 2021. Because, Perhaps. again, you, you, you make modifications. Like, oh, maybe we don't let someone kick them in the head when they're down in the, in the case of, like, mixed martial arts or something. Like, you have to, you know, make it as safe as something as brutal as that can be. So I'm just when I think I'm just making a point about bare knuckle boxing. Each it's year, it's got to be more dangerous than just boxing. No, each year an average of thirteen boxers die in the ring. And the thing is that the gloves, being so much bigger, they in allow the f- ring. Why don't we hear about this? This guy took thirty well, that's, days they just in the hospital. They just mean like he fucking. That's that's the same thing. That's what they mean. I've never in my whole life. I've been alive for thirty three years. They die I've, from what boxer died in the ring. Well, it's happened. Right, but like but most yeah, of them get taken to a hospital and they die shortly after in the hospital. And it's not, we're or not they're watching. in a coma and they die. What was the organization that sanctioned this? Because it wasn't BKFC. the. KFC. T- right. 
And oh, like the commission? I don't know. Maybe Florida. And I'm just Florida saying, State Athletic BKFC is different than like whatever like the professional boxing organization is, or something. They have different regulations and no, stuff. No, the state commissions that commission the fights. I don't know. And what I bet, and it I bet it's a shoddier job. I it's, bet this is the Johnson and Johnson Florida. of fucking fight commissions. You know, if like professional boxing and MMA, UFC rather, are like the top tier. I think there's just a lot more safety in place. There's got to be. This just sounds like I don't want to say like a uh, underground or like a uh, you know backyard type of. It's obviously something official, but I it's like got to be more. There's got to be more like you know. I like BKFC, but yes, they should not commission a guy to fight a guy with 18 losses and a third, uh, six wins, to fight a guy with 11 wins and one loss. That's that's uh, that's not right. Uh, so the guy who hit him with the punch. As a fighter, nothing prepares you for the news I received this morning on my way to training, Kleckler wrote. Some of you may not have heard yet, but my last opponent, Justin Thornton, passed away last night due to pneumonia. I can't help but feel absolutely devastated about this because I've known Justin for years. Not many people know this, but we fought eight years ago, and he told me right Feels away... Like eight years ago. <laughs> people don't forget. He told me right away he wanted a rematch. Um, I know that when he got the phone call to finally get the rematch on a bigger stage, he saw a huge opportunity and took it. Justin is a warrior. It's in his blood to fight. He loved it. He fought anyone, anytime, and anywhere. And when I didn't have an opponent, he still jumped at the opportunity to get there with me again. Any man or woman who steps in the ring or the cage is special. They take a risk. 99.99% of the world would never take. And sometimes I still don't know why we do it. But Justin was a fighter his entire life and deserves nothing but respect. My thoughts and prayers are with Justin Thornton and his family at this time. R.I.P. Warrior. But that's kind of like... Like, th like I said, it's their job. He's not trying to kill the guy. He's trying to beat the guy, literally. He's trying to win. His beautiful right hand. I, I didn't watch it, but it's like... I think it had something to do, personally... So you know he's not going to be on any sort of hook, because... Uh, I'm retarded. I'm just an observer, but uh, the guy goes out, and the way he falls, he kind of landed, like, on his head. And I thought that maybe that had something to do with it. He fell forward... Um, and he and he kind of landed with his like chin tucked and his head like landed on the top of his head on the canvas, yeah. and I don't think that helped the situation. Um, but yeah, in boxing apparently uh, it's it's the it's actually the sixteen ounce gloves that contributes to the deaths, especially when you stuff a bunch of washers and stuff in the <laughs> front of them. <laughs> right, you, <take laughs> you got to pat them with a uh, metal objects. Um, but no, it, it allows for guys to take hundreds of punches to the head uh, over a 12-round fight, and that's what rattles their brain. So that's right. what makes the UFC safer is a four-ounce glove. You get a fucking first-round knockout. Sure, there's first-round knockouts in boxing, uh, but the guys take way less damage. Uh, they're usually absorbing way less hits to the head. Yeah, and like no matter, I, I like I said, I think it's uh, impressive how... Also, they have they can kick and they can take you down there's so many other options in mma whether it's this to not just jab to the head jab or to 16 the head, ounce jab glove head. boxing or ufc mma like i find it impressive how low the like like not just fatalities but like serious injury is like it's low and it's like and it's because it's it's thought about like safety is considered yeah you know what i mean so but no matter what it is bare knuckle or not like when your job is to keep getting punched in your head or try not to you know throw throwing punches would be the goal but like when yeah when another guy is beating the shit out of you like i think that's always going to be a risk and i'm impressed at how not risky it seems most people get their lights out the lights come back on you know what i mean it's just 
it seems like a safe thing, more or less. Well, even they if wouldn't you make let it out these people the do it if there was like a, a coin toss percentage chance that they're gonna die. It's it's not that dangerous. So that's but like it's gonna happen from time to time, and you know this is one of those times. So we hardly knew ye. This one's for Justin Thornton, if I'm not mistaken. Cheers. Click. Ah, was that was that all we got there? Uh, yeah. This was more. I was just saying, like, since since Omar and Norm, you know, it's like uh, feels like a couple of light weeks. Sure, people are still dying all over the place. Somebody this was one of those had to learn from Chop Junior. Right, this and was it devastates <laughs> them. This was, you know, when you Neither learn so much, learn more about the lesser known week rather than like have somebody we knew for fucking decades pass away. But in any event, that's fucking terrible. Speaking and of boxing. There was a fun one. Oh, yeah. Chuck Liddell weekend. got arrested for domestic abuse. What? Did you see that? No. I think that was this morning. What's up with UFC light heavyweights, former light heavyweights, getting arrested for domestic abuse? UFC. Oh, why did I put that? Um, Chuck Liddell. Two Ds? All right. Chuck Liddell, John Jones, prison match. Let's do it. <laughs> former Book U- it. Former UFC star Chuck Liddell arrested on domestic violence charge. This is the ESPN article. Yikes. I did not look into it. You ever see his mitts? You see it's the fucking meat fists this guy's got? Yeah. UFC legend arrested early Monday on a misdemeanor charge of domestic violence, according to L.A. County Sheriff's. Uh, officers responded to a home in Hidden Hills, California, regarding a domestic disturbance at about midnight Monday morning. After determining there had been a physical altercation, deputies took Liddell into custody for alleged domestic battery. Alleged. Um, Liddell is being held uh, on a $20,000 bail. I think he already had got out. I saw that this morning. Um, He was booked just before 2 a.m. Representative for Liddell. Did not immediately respond. Uh, He's 51. Inducted in the Hall of Fame in 2009. And is one of the highest selling pay-per-view draws. Yeah, we know. He's the best. Uh, Known as the Iceman. To his wife, yeah, uh, Louis, Louis Pena also got arrested. <laughs> retired from the UFC in 2010, but returned to the cage 2018 for a fight with uh, old rival Ortiz under the Golden Boy Promotions banner. Violent Bob Ross also got arrested for, I believe, a domestic thing. It's just going around, man. Man, there is a domestic violence bug. Yeah, I wonder what. I wonder if there's a connection between um... <laughs> beating people up for a living and then hitting your wife <laughs> when you get a little upset. I, I, I don't know. Oh, here's a video on TMZ. Oh, cool. Play it. I want to hear that fucking awesome sound effect. Shush, shush, shush. Videos start with. Oh, oh, oh. Shush, shush, Come on. Oh, fuck. Who cares? All right. Well, I, he just gave a fist bump, like or a, a, a Arsenio Hall on his way out of prison. Like, yeah, doing all right. <laughs> That's all it is. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure you were going to talk about uh, not that. Wilder Fury 3. Quite a fight. Fun time. Don't have much to say. It was a good one. I was woohooing. Yeah, I was drunk after our um, Saturday performance, our 4 p.m. performance. Uh, and so I remember I was watching that, but I like I wasn't really watching it. I saw it. I saw <laughs> I saw all 11 rounds. I saw the knockout. But I don't know about you, but sometimes like when I get home from those things, I just keep drinking. I, I was having such a fun time on Saturday. We got drink tickets, and then I was trying to use them, but the bartender was a fan, and he's like, save that shit. Hooks us up with shots and beers, and then I use my drink right. tickets. So I have, like, six drinks. My girlfriend drives me home, and then I get back home, and then I just pour another one, you know? And then by the time the fight's on, 
I'm gone. I'm like, <laughs> I was just, I had a fun Saturday. Um, no, uh, I didn't, I didn't really have much booze back at the crib, and we got some fried chicken, uh, and I was just, I was drunk off the excitement of it the was, heavyweight showdown. It was showdown. finger licking good. That was awesome. That was a good fight. Um, there was a couple. Didn't um, Fury get knocked on his butt once or twice? Twice in one round. Yeah. Round four. That was scary. Uh, no, it was, it was extremely exciting. After having knocked down Wilder in the third, Fury gets put down twice in the fourth. Yeah. Then I believe gets another knockdown in the seventh, I want to say. Um, and then ultimately wins the fight by KO in the 11th. Um, awesome fight, though. What else, y'all? Let's do this. Let's, uh, let's do this right now. Highly recommended. week's highly recommended album comes from the one and only King Crimson with their 1981 discipline articulate announcements Never heard a statement from him, but if I had to guess, I would I would say that Les Claypool had to have hallucinated a bunch listening to King Crimson in a basement somewhere in his childhood. This has such a funky, like, Primus slap. It's very possible. The band's first album with Adrian Ballou, who had previously, throughout the 70s, been playing with names such as Frank Zappa, David Bowie, Talking Heads, Tom Tom Club. I've always loved this song. I love how every verse is alphabetical. It just says words that have to do with talking. You know what I'm saying? In alphabetical order? First verse was A's. You're telling Upcoming me there's 26 verses, verses in this song? Now he stops at uh, C, right? He stops at E okay. for elephant talk. <laughs> talk, talk, talk. It's got a very abstract poetry vibe about it. Contradiction, chatter, chit chat, chit chat, chit chat, chatter, <laughs> conversation. <laughs> I've always loved Adrian Ballou. Um, on this album, you can definitely hear uh, his singing is, is a lot like um, David Byrne, yeah, whom he played with in the Talking Heads for many years. I feel like he has a better melodic range than David Byrne, but it's a similar sounding vocal style. Um, I don't know, this whole album, front to back, 
I just like his uh, Adrian Blue always had just wonderful uh, vocal harmonies. Frame by frame, Mate Kudasai, one of my favorite songs of all time. Let's hear a little Mate Kudasai in this bitch. flying overhead on the scenic sandy beachscape atmosphere. Chirp, 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 chirp. It's from the Seavers in the last song. Japanese for snoozer. Oh, I'm sorry. Please wait. (laughs) Snoozer. This would be this like beautiful, right? Like if I were getting a massage, like it's very slow it's dancing very calming. with your best gal. It's very calming. Stand by the window pane, pain like a rain keeps falling. She waits in the she sleeps in a chair in a sad America. Love it. Fella who jinjit, which is a Anagram of heat in the jungle. Fun fact. Fact's pretty fun, right? I like the song uh, Indiscipline. Um, Also very poetry-esque. Apparently inspired completely by a letter Adrian Ballou's wife wrote him about a painting that she was working on. I've always loved this part right here. Myself when under stress. I repeat myself when under stress. I repeat myself when under stress. I repeat myself. I add nauseum. I repeat. I do think it's good. Just groundbreaking, uh, like prog rock, art rock, jazzy, classical influences. It's like the malignant of music. It just does it all. Brilliant. (laughs) Bravo. Remains consistent. 
King Crimson, 1981, Discipline. Check it out. Check it out. It's a good fucking album. Check that shit out, bitch. Um, moving along. It's time for Fan Questions. It's time for fan questions. DPS report. If this were a video podcast, we would need to do like a choreographed dance to that. Oh, yeah. We'd have to figure that out. Like kid and play? Yes, exactly like kid and play. <laughs> All right. Here is a fan question. Yeah, I got to highly recommend for terms. I'm kind of taking a risk here because I feel like you might shit all over it. But dude, I think you might kind of enjoy this band. They're called He Is Legend. They've been around for a while. They're like, they're like Southern he is hard legend? rock kind of. It's like good guitar music. It's like not corny. You're probably going to shit on it. But you check them out. Uh, check out the album It Hates You. It's a good one. He Is Legend. You guys are gay. I'm gay. Let's take a bath together. All right, bye. All right. Is fucking gay. Why would you recommend this to me? Little do. Shitting on it. <laughs> I was uh, I was liking that intro. So was I. Funky bass. Keep it going. Play it more. Didn't dig this much. Mind bending head. Yes, please. Yeah, I'm a little more in a Mate Kudasai mood right now. <laughs> he, um, tried. he shot his shot. Pairing it up with King Crimson's Discipline is, it's, you know, it's a rough, it's a hard act to follow. Here's another one. I always hear other podcasts like uh, say they can't play music. I've even heard others say because they're on Spotify. It's because they have listeners. <laughs> they have a following. Or they have no balls. They have sponsorship. There are rules when you're more official. I have no idea. I kind of, one of those permission forgiveness things, I figured if it were a problem, they would flag it and let us know, and then we'd stop. That's where I'm at with the playing music. Sorry. And we'll stop. With the exception of this, you know, uh, this segment now, the last year and change or whatever, a couple years, it was always really just like our homies at the end, usually, so I didn't think... They would have a problem with it, and I didn't think that the services would have a problem with it. It's not like anybody who wants to listen to... Discipline by King Crimson is coming and listening to it via this podcast instead of going and giving them the listen. And you, know you are I mean? kind of, you're trying to give them, like, go listen to it. I'm, I'm encouraging them <laughs> to do that. So I really don't know what the, like, Pretty real... Pretty sure King Crimson took, like, forever to get on streaming platforms because they're, they're, like, a very artsy, like, principled bunch. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Adrian Blue was like, fuck Spotify, dude. I feel like if anybody's going to have a problem with the music this week, it'll be The Rock. So I'm not worried about King Crimson as much. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, who knows? I, I'm with you, actually. I think they're just a bunch of pussies. And they don't, I also, um, they're too scared. I forgot I had another uh, highly recommended film edition. It's not really film. There's a docu-series out right now that I watched all of last night and this morning. Uh, it's on Showtime. It's called Buried. I know not everybody's got Showtime. Most people watch HBO, which has Barry. But Showtime's got <laughs> not to be Buried. Um, it's a docu-series, four parts. It's about um groundbreaking case, court case in 1989 that was the first ever murder trial that relied solely on a repressed memory when a uh, 29-year-old woman claimed that her, she remembered watching her father murder a friend of hers when she was nine. Oh, yeah, I saw A friend the, um, who did go missing and was found dead. Yeah, I saw the trailer for that. Um, it's really good. It's very interesting. Uh, and it's one of those where, like, you know, you end the first episode, like, damn, the father did it. And then you end the second episode, like, damn, she's lying. Then you yeah. get to the third, like, whoa. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like any of you. Oh, this family show's is show's going on ballooning. Fucked. Uh, but yeah, it was, really, it was a really good watch. Very interesting. Um, I won't say much more. But yeah, just the whole concept of like, it's amazing that it even went to trial. If, it's, if there's absolutely no evidence other than his daughter saying, I, I remember now, after 20 years, I now I remember it. And he killed her. Right. Uh... And then I don't understand how it didn't just stop it. Like, <laughs> wow, that sucks. You remember that? Go find some evidence. Her father's like, dirty motherfucker, <laughs> <laughs> fucking stupid bitch. I had you for twenty years. Uh, it was. It's really good though. And and yeah, just the whole like, how do you prove that a memory is real or not? Um, and a man's freedom hangs in the balance. You find out some things about the man to the point where you're like, hey. Maybe fuck his freedom, but... Well, of course, and I feel like really, this... Really, really interesting story. This exact psychology can be, like, copy-pasted onto, like, uh, the domestic abuse and rape allegations and suppressed memories of, like, uh, well, child trauma being... opened the floodgates uh, right. for then in the 90s, hundreds of cases that were based on, on repressed memory then would, came forward. Uh, and yeah. this lady, like, set the trend. And obviously, like, any trend like that, like, we talked years ago with the whole Me Too movement. It's like, whether there's credence behind the case that starts it, it is eventually going to open it up for somebody to take advantage of the fact that everyone is believing this now. Yeah. And somebody's going to lie. I still think that it would have done more the good than bad. maybe the first person who did it like, lied. The first person ever, it wasn't even that long ago, but the first person ever to, like, get... Uh, whatever, justice off a repressed memory, like... This lady. Exactly. How long ago was this? Nine, uh, 89 was the trial. Sure, so it's been a few decades. Eileen Franklin something. She's a, Frankly, a I lean towards it being a good thing. Uh, I imagine more people got, like, their uh, assailants apprehended. Their rapists got brought to trial and stuff like that. Or, like... I think there's like a lot of family yeah, but I have shit. To assume that like people keeping their mouth shut when their uncles diddle them and stuff like that when right. you're like five and like mm. you, yeah. It's like as a kid, like uh, there's there's whatever there's science to the uh, mentality of like blocking really that not out. Not a lot though. That's the interesting part. Is both the defense and the prosecution have quote to scientists who are like. Uh, memory scientists or like memory Dude, you might have the worst memory of anyone I've ever met so just like you can acknowledge that you might forget something for a no, long dude, time this documentary I'm because I'm you know stoned <laughs> and paranoid watching it 
Uh, it does at some point. I'm sitting there all high thinking like, what if tomorrow I suddenly remember something horrific? No, you can I, stop it. If tomorrow <laughs> I, I suddenly remember something. <laughs> I suddenly like unearth something in my head th- from my childhood that I like can't sleep at night now. Uh, I, I like not knowing anything bad. Well, it, chances are nothing that bad happened to you, and that's so. why you don't know it. But for some folks, something did, and because they were so young, and like I guess your brain is not capable to handle. Like You don't know about... Good and bad. You don't know about sex. You know what I mean? To be it's in like that position. They, they so. talk about, um, you know, one side argues that. Dude, well, I thought I was 15 when I was six. Did you hear my story earlier right. about how dumb I was? Like, you kids can't. Be, ret- that's why I said, don't believe these kids. Yeah, <laughs> you can't bring um, sexual. It's, it's interesting. They talk, you know, one side talks about how um, that these repressed memories come about through like uh, consistent abuse. And. Then the other side is arguing that, like, no, like, all of our knowledge on memory leans towards, the, like, the more consistent something is, the more you remember it. Yeah. It's a very interesting discussion uh, and a very interesting case. Interesting docuseries. It's called Buried. Well, speaking of child... Check it out. ...trauma, I was watching a show on Netflix called The Chestnut Man. Not a docuseries, mm-hmm. but I would... Highly recommend it. It's actually, I believe, by the creator, co-creator of a show called The Killing that had a couple seasons on AMC like eight or ten years ago. And though I remember little about The Killing, I remember when I watched it, I loved it. And it's just, you know, a noir detective, disappearances. Very gray. Yes, just like a... and uh, Rainy. This show, like... uh, That's that's what I remember. It was gray and rainy. Right. And it was also grainy. I think the... The film quality was, um, uh, but yeah, the Chestnut Man. I watched like the first three episodes, and it's fucking sweet. So it, it might put you to sleep if you're not into that. But it's been like, oh, what? Let me get the tube. Oh, yeah. There you go. There might be a hit in that. What's thing. it about? Um, kids going missing, child abductions, and nice. then there's like a little calling card <laughs> that's left behind uh, when these instances happen, of like these little chestnut men that. Are known to be made seasonally, like kids in school make little yeah, little people look like little snowmen out of the nuts. Kids are hot, um, like right now, like trendy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's like the the. I just like foreign shows too. I've spoken the highly. Oh, what it's foreign? The highest, yeah, it's Danish. I think. What it rules? I don't speak Danish. You don't have to. Can you read? Um, <laughs> Not good. <laughs> I can't read good. Uh, yeah, I like this show, Dark. Last year, I said it was like my favorite thing I saw. Alice in Borderland is still like my. How about Squid Games? Fuck Squid. I will watch that. <laughs> I will watch no, that. No, Squid Games has now become the new Tiger King, and it's been too long. But because it's foreign, I'm more intrigued. Everyone's seen it, and it's been out too long to where now I don't care. Yeah, I'll probably watch it later, but I'll watch it eventually. It sounds like it's in the ballpark of an Alice in Borderland. But again, I'm a, I'm an OG. I'm a purist. I was already hip to cool Japanese cor- uh, foreign. I think it's Korean. Um, All right, well, you watch Buried. I'll watch Chestnut Man. Chestnut Man? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Or just watch The Killing. You never saw that? I might I know I saw an episode that or two point. when you were watching it. Yeah. I can picture the actors. Uh, but yeah, I don't have like any... I, like, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I'm trying to... I can picture the lady kind I of... I can picture the guy... Uh, right. yeah, I don't know. We both <laughs> have so many suppressed traumatic memories. <laughs> we just can't even remember a TV show we no, just, just saw. watch way I too much even, television. I couldn't identify her. I couldn't pull her out of a lineup. I saw it this year. Uh, well, this is a long... Jesus Christ. This is a long thing, and it's but it's called Fucking Insane Ouija Board Story, so I feel like I have to read it. 
Here, you want to oh, take this? Oh, boy. Let's take this. Uh, this is going to be fucking insane, I bet. <laughs> fucking insane. The story is going, I'll rip my face off. Look at that. Oh, oh. I hate the story. <laughs> you woody, woodpecker? Yeah, dude. All right. So, <clears throat> I had a friend, Pat, in high school. High school? Should I hit this, too? Should I just <coughs> take a shot, hit the bong, and try and read this <coughs> dissertation on a Ouija board? Yes. Okay, give me a sec. <coughs> <coughs> Ouija board. One of the dumbest products ever marketed to kids. Whoa. <coughs> you just took a direct shit all over my fifth grade birthday, sixth maybe, where we went and rented a hotel. My mom, that is, for me and my friends to have a hotel sleepover and we watched Con Air on the TV and played with a Ouija board. That's my life you're talking about. <laughs> it does sound pretty sick. Shotgun Mountain Dews. Oh, you know the Mountain Dew was flowing. Uh, it says, so I had a friend, Pat, in high school whose mom went lesbian <laughs> after her divorce. Well put. Nice. Uh, and she shortly after that moved into her new girlfriend's place. I love uh, how to a high school kid, it's mom went lesbian <laughs> after the divorce, not she got a divorce because she's a lesbian. Right. Is lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> Has always been lesbian and is sick of being married to a dude. I already know this is going to take so many left turns. I might need you to like give me the the cliff notes after I read a chunk. So try and keep up, because I can't. Okay. So, Pat's mom went les after her divorce. Okay. And she Got shortly it. after that moved into her new girlfriend's place, nice. leave, leaving my friend with the house. So his spot was... Awesome. So his spot was the party house throughout my teen years. One night, it's him, me, and another friend of ours. We decided to drop a small amount of acid and fuck with a Ouija board. We dropped the L, waited about 30 minutes, and then <laughs> lit some candles and pulled out the board. So to spare you the details, whatever was talking, either the spirit or one of my friends fucking with me, it said that it, it was... It was one of your friends fucking with you. It said that it was Pat's dead, unborn son that wanted <laughs> to kill him. Uh, that made no sense to us at the time. So catch me up, term real. So so they dropped uh, L thirty Pat's minutes in. They lit the candles. They're is a lesbian. Them. Yes. And while she's off getting some sweet new poontang, some sweet. Uh, her son and his degenerate friends are doing drugs <laughs> at the household and playing with children's toys. And um, I think it's more of a young adult toy. A a spirit. This is an age eleven and up. For hijacked sure. the toy. To inform the boys that um, Pat's was dead, it? It was unborn son. Dead? How, how can you be dead and unborn at the same time? That doesn't make any sense. <clears throat> Either the spirit or one of my friends fucking with me. It said it was Pat's dead, unborn son that wanted to kill him. That made no sense at the time. After that, it Not just... only is it dead and not even born yet, but it has. But, a... And it already wants to kill yeah. things that were born. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what we did. Wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm butchering this, but I guess that was the point, He right? butchered it. Um, <laughs> after that, it just laughed at everything we asked it. So we freaked out and decided to burn it. How does it laugh? So you're saying you and your friends all heard a voice that was none of you laughing right. as you asked it questions. Ouija boards don't have to do with like your ears. It's your eyes. The thing hovers over a letter, and it makes words. 
If it's talking to you, you don't need a Ouija board. Listen, I, I want to believe this story is 100% true, so don't take me out of it yet. Um, okay, so why, the voice is laughing. The Ouija board is saying, ha ha, fuck you. And, uh, Again, how, do, how does their laughter through a Ouija board, does it hover over H and then over A and then over H <laughs> and then over A? Um, does it do an LOL thing? Raffle? Are there emojis on the Ouija <laughs> board? <laughs> Uh, okay, so it was <laughs> laughing, and then you decided to burn it. But no matter what we did, this piece of cardboard would catch fire, but wouldn't burn. I'll attach a picture at the bottom. So we ripped it up and tossed it in the trash. I mean, it's probably just like a safety protocol. They put some some chemical on it so it doesn't. It's not flammable. Yeah, it's less of a, a hazardous household. You ever try and like fucking? You ever like go camping and you try and make a fire, and you light. You're trying to light things that your whole life you've just figured that's flammable. It's a fucking wood. like a case, like a cardboard soda case or beer case. That's flammable, right? And you hold a flame to it. Fires start if you just like you you can't be trying to start a fire. You know, you could put like a space heater next to a blanket yeah. and somehow the house burns down. You gotta be but if you hold a lighter to a fucking piece of cardboard for 50 minutes, <laughs> it won't make a fire. It's insane. Yeah, you have to neg it. You have to like. You have to be too cool. It's like whatever. I don't even All right, want fuck it. Fuck you. Yeah, Piece dude. Of shit. Nah, I'm cool being cold. So I'm just gonna be over here. You gotta like make it want you. Uh, anyways, so they tried to light it on fire. It would catch fire, but wouldn't burn. So we ripped it up and tossed it in the trash. Yeah, it's got like plastic. After about a year, my friend and I stopped hanging out with Pat because he continued inviting freshmen to his house parties well after we graduated, and it was getting weird. Nice. Pat's a rapist. Um. Not too long after that, he unsurprisingly got a statutory rape charge. I swear to God, I didn't read ahead. That was just obvious. Uh, from the parents of a 14-year-old girl. <coughs> Yikes. Um, story was that she had to tell her parents about it because she needed an abortion. My friend and, my friend and I didn't think much of it since everyone kind of saw it coming. Crazy part is, just a couple months later, Pat choked on his own vomit at a party and died. Jesus Christ. Uh, and that's when it clicked in our heads. Unborn dead child. Abortion explains that part of it. And it said it wanted to kill him. And he died just a couple months after the abortion. My other friend who was there swears till this day that he wasn't fucking with me. So either Pat unintentionally predicted his own death or we really did talk to something. Either way, pretty fucking insane. Much love from your favorite um guy. I knew it was you. Uh, can't wait. How do you to know it was show. him? He's not even talking this time. I had this has um guy written all over. Always it, just slips himself into the end. <laughs> I think uh, that the way people, he murdered the vibe of that whole story I with think, the left turn. I that's think um guy one hundred and one. No, I think something's just caught on here, and I think like people just say they are. Oh, um let me guy. see this picture. No, I bet it's him. This looks like a Google image. You just Google <laughs> Can image you Google burning, burning Ouija. Ouija. It looks like. Hold on, let me Google it. Burning. Ouija board. Ouija board. This better not be the first image, dude. I guess you've seen one, you've seen them all. So, uh, <laughs> checks out. All right. Do you believe them? No. The 14 I mean, year old girl, that, that is. <laughs> I believe all that. I was, I was all asking I, about the kid. I believe all that happened. Uh, and then Pat choking on his vomit. I, I mean, that's classic Pat. Yeah. So, I don't know. That just seems like, um, look, I, I do see the eeriness of that. But I still have the questions because, look, drugs are involved. 
Some people think drugs and hallucinogens help you connect to that other like spirit realm. Obviously, that's part of it, the philosophy. So it's like, were you all on LSD and were you all hearing a voice? Again, no ha ha ha, like swiping of the hands. Like you all shared the hearing of that, not just you. You know, like that's where my, because yeah, that would be very fucking weird. And then if you all heard the same thing, say. <laughs> You know, I want to kill him, and I'm an unborn child or something. And then for history to unfold as it did, yeah, how that would be some it like no Final words. Destination movie plot shit. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean it's a great. Um, I just watched uh, Malignant, so fucking write this down, dude. He did make I'm, this into a screenplay. <laughs> I'm just gonna write by Acumental at the top. <laughs> Take out like two, three more people in the story, and you got you got a fucking. Classic cheesy horror movie right there. Well, sorry about your friend. They made a Ouija board. You know what? Sorry right? about the Ouija board. You should have kept that thing around. It might have had more answers. Um, yeah, I think Pat was uh, not only a creep, but an alcoholic. And a statutory and, rapist. And perhaps. both things caught up with him. Um, all right. This party really died. Pat really died. What up, boys? Whoa. It's your friend Benjamin from Salt Lake City. Haven't called in a while. Still listen every week. Fucking thank you guys for the podcast. Uh, yeah, uh, I love it. Anyways, fuck. Um, question for term. Uh, how Woo! is Muay Thai going for you? Uh, do you do any sparring? And would you ever consider doing like an actual fight? Dude, I think Benjamin's pulling your card right now. I think he's just feeling you so, ass. Ben, you want to go? <laughs> you want to kick his ass? Uh, he goes on. Um, I started doing Muay Thai a couple months ago, partially Indeed. influenced uh, and inspired by you, also partially because I fucking nice. love UFC, watch all the cards every week, and I love when you guys talk about it. Uh, but yeah, that's my question. How's it going? Do you feel like you've gotten any better? And any tips for someone who is like, you know, maybe about five months in? Smooches. I thought you were going to fart into the mic right there. You just, I just put the mic <laughs> in between his balls and his, you know, uh, in his gooch so he can hit the pipe. And I thought we were going to get a nice audible one. Um, Muay Thai is going well. Uh, I, 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 <sighs> it's hard to tell. I feel like I've probably <coughs> gotten better at something. I mean, you think you could take that rat? I still feel your like trash? I still feel like a <coughs> like a freshman. <coughs> it's going great though. Uh, I just like to do it. Um, sparring is my favorite part of it, but we don't spar as often as I would like to. Would you say it's your favorite part of it? Um, usually, most of the dudes in my class are like they're like fucking. 205ers, they're like two weight classes above me. Um, and usually when I spar, I'm just getting beaten up, but it's still fun. And then there's the occasional guy who's my side, size, who I can. He's, he's acting it out. He's shuffling his shoulders. He's doing a little. Put the womp on. Philly shake. No, I like it. Uh, I would still, I, I don't plan on doing any fights. I mean, until Benjamin comes knocking again. Yeah, I mean, I'll take Ben. Sounds like he's a few months behind you. In exactly. Terms of, you know, so you got him on that. Um, 
No tips? No pointers? That's tips? It. You're just going to be I've like, I like it. Been doing it for a few months. What fucking tips am I supposed to give? I, I need the tips. Uh, right. So what have you learned in a few months? Do you feel like it's... like if you get, I haven't learned if you enough get, to be confidently no giving tips? anybody tips on the record. I was going to say, if you just go on for a year and you're like... I don't. I don't have tips. It's like, are you learning, then? Are you still? Are you comfortable giving your money in exchange for the no tips? You're, you know, you got to learn something. No sweep the leg, Johnny. No, f- the first rule of Muay Thai is blank term. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> what did you learn? <laughs> uh, we don't have any first rule. Um, second rule. No, I, I'm still, I'm still a new guy. He's and, humble. And I'm not giving any tips. Yeah. He, I'm also... But he knows he could kick your ass, Ben. That's why he's trying to be, like, coy about it. He's just like, you know, I just... I actually didn't learn nothing. It's called playing possum. Yeah. <laughs> he's keeping it chill. Because he sees you coming. Yeah, we'll I see you coming. Ben up. <coughs> yeah, dude. We'll fuck you up. I got terms back, too. I'll stand, like, 50 feet back. I'm sure he's got it, you know, but, like... If he starts screaming, I'll probably start running to help. I mean, I'm definitely I'm uh, I'm too new at it still to feel confidently giving any tips to anybody. He's talking about rapping, but um, I th- I think at this point I feel much more comfortable. The reason I th- I said the reason I started going, um, there's a few reasons, but mainly it was uh the dude trying to rob me at the ATM a couple years ago, and I feel like if I was in that situation again right now, I would feel much more confident than I did at the time. Why? What did you learn since then? I don't know. <laughs> it can't work. It just doesn't work. Okay. <laughs> you just trust that you would have whooped that guy. Yeah, or, I mean, or, I've, or I've been, I've sparred people, and I've used the situation. Better. I've drilled combos and stuff uh, to the point where I, I would just feel a lot more confident than I did. All right, so I would say it's a crapshoot, Ben. Like, stick with it. Don't. Maybe keep you'll going. Get better. It. Maybe you won't. Keep going. Sounds like nobody knows. Twice a day. <laughs> twice a day? No, I don't do twice a day. Um, here's another thing. Hey yo, I have two Patreon subscribers. That's TPS and Tuesdays with Stories. And I just heard that you were mentioning Mark Norman showing that. Your show in New York, that's sweet. Yup. Last week's podcast I heard, uh, Typical Cats as a recommendation, that was a throwback, reminded me of high school and wanted to suggest False Hopes 14 from Doomtree and ask what you think about Doomtree. Um, I, I fell in love with Death about 10 years ago. Love you. Bye. Um, I don't know too much about Doomtree. I think we almost had a show with them or with members of them many, many years ago, and then it fell apart. I know I, the name Doomtree, but I couldn't tell you. I, yeah, that sounds like two words Thing I'm familiar one. with. No, that's and I and I'm sure I've heard them before too. It's just like uh, I'm never not. went deep. Um, so I don't know. I might have to get back to you on that. And uh, yeah, typical cats also a big high school throwback. I used to just drive around like. Like I, used, I just used to blast my music, but my music was like that. But to, to me, at eighteen, I was just like, "The world must hear right. this greatness." <laughs> I would just blast. Doesn't have, matter if I had company in the car. My mom's <laughs> in the car. I'm alone. You have this delusion uh, that somebody, some passerby, is going to hear hey, what you're blasting. Is that quell? And they're gonna look <laughs> over, and or they're gonna be like, 
wow, what is that? That's awesome. That guy's listening to awesome stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's ever happened in the history of guys who blast music with their windows down. And I'm in this this group. Uh, but that's what we all think is could happen. Yeah. That's what we all think is going on. That would be I remember I was wearing like my I think it was like a J Lib, my J Dilla Mad Lib album shirt in college or something, like freshman in college. And someone like noticed it and he was like, yo, sick shirt, J Lib. And like that that was like before I ever saw it, that was like the thug life meme. Like the glasses hit me. I was like, Yup, you know what it is. I'm officially J-Lib, the coolest bitch. guy at school now. <laughs> One guy ever also listened to that thing. Um, so I'm the shit. So yeah, Mark Norman, next week. I don't know if we're going to have a podcast next week because it's like we rent the car this weekend and we drive, drive, drive. And then... Uh, drive, 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 boo-doo-doo. Then we got the New York show uh, with Jarv, Mark Norman, and more. And then uh, we're going to go to the fucking Celtics-Knicks game at MSG on Wednesday. And then we're going to kick off the rest of the shit uh, on a run of, I don't know how many shows in a row, but like seven or eight. Uh, starting in Boston, and you heard the plugs. That's next week, so we'll try to get one in, and if we can't get one in next week, we'll definitely have one probably with Jarv uh, the following, so wish us luck. Come see us on the road, palmersquares.com, <laughs> East Coast. Come on out. I see people like, you know, they wanted to, uh, you know, come to Baltimore, come to Philly. Like, we can't, and it will be probably at least six months. I don't know, maybe maybe shorter, but it'll be like a next year thing. Might be a few hour drive, but come on out. We're gonna be near you, sort of. Last question. Here we go. Guys, uh, some guy here. What? I know. I had my moments. This is good the and fucking bad. Um guy the show. Podcast, but I uh, just wanted to let you you guys know because you know this podcast has been a big part of my life. Yeah, uh, well, you've been no, a big part of this podcast's <laughs> life. But it's been a part of my life. Listen to this shit every week, you know? I love you guys. Then um, you listen to yourself every week. I'm going into <laughs> rehab tomorrow. Oh, I'm Guy. It's only for five days. It's I mean, detox. I'm Guy. And um, It's a good thing. I've been through this process before, but it's been about 12 years. Uh, so, yeah, I'm a little freaked out. But I, I hope you guys wish me luck. I know this isn't even a fucking question. I do. I, I don't know if Tom does. I wish him all the luck in the world. Uh, I love you guys. Uh, how about that fucking Dante Wilder and Dante, Dante. <laughs> Wilder? Yes. It was fucking dope. That's it. That's all he throws in in the end uh, to be like, uh, yep. So uh, topical weekly calling. <laughs> actually sober, and clear-headed. Oh, we love you, I'm guy. Always love y'all. Smooches as always. Good for you. It sounds like you had one more little, uh, you know, last hurrah over the weekend or whenever you left this, but I wish you luck on your five-day recovery. I'm sure it'll turn into more than five. Make that the goal, you know. I'm sure uh, it'll be a struggle that week, but I think that stuff gets easier as it goes on. I don't know. I can't tell you. I'm drunk all the time. I'm an alcoholic. Wait, the, I should probably follow in your footsteps. The soon. goal was five days. He said that he's going to like a detox, you know, going through a program, a five day thing. Oh, he said it's only five days, but I don't don't look at it that way, you know. Right. That should be like the first five days of more. These next five days are the first five days of the rest of your life, um, guy. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, but good for you. That's like, don't think that... Uh, no, and I can only imagine with the trauma of the Ouija board. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like I don't. you have to self-medicate. Uh, but yeah, like going into rehab, usually, you know, it's seen that nobody in a great place is is going into rehab, but going into rehab is a positive thing for someone who's not in a great place to be doing. So yeah, I see myself there at some point in the future, probably. Maybe, maybe not. Like my dad used to wear a shirt when I was a kid that said "Rehab is for quitters." <laughs> <laughs> so don't listen to terms, Dad. Um, guy, listen to term. No, you're a quitter, and that's in this case, it's a good thing. Quit yeah. it. I uh, I quit cigarettes almost two years ago. That's a good thing, you know. Next next stop, I, um We played a show uh, the other day, and there was a bag at the merch table. Behind us, there was a bag of what looked like a carton of Turkish cigarettes, or Egyptian cigarettes. Uh, and I threw a fiver in there and took a pack. I was just going to bring it to my girlfriend, who like rarely smokes anyway, but be like, hey, something weird and exotic. Uh, and I took it home, and it's not even a pack of cigarettes. It's like a block... Of like hookah tobacco. Oh, even better. Roll your own. <laughs> Garbage. How much money did you leave? A five. A fiver for that? Ouch. Um, anyways, uh, good luck. Of course we wish you luck, um guy. And uh, you're always welcome on the show, so call and let us know how it's going. We believe in you. Yes. Um, and you know what? That Dante Wilder fight was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty fun. Dante Wilder. Um, <coughs> thanks for calling in. Thanks, everybody, for calling in. And uh, thanks in advance to everybody who's going to catch us on the road starting next week, but not ending next week. So, like I said, we'll try to get one in. And if not, just, like, we'll probably share some stuff on social media and stuff. We'll be, like, doing life things. So stay on top of that. Come out to the shows if you can. That would be great. We're going to have some of those Ren and Stimpy shirts for sale. We got vinyl records and CDs, and uh, we want your support. So we'll see you on the East Coast very shortly. Um, let's do some YouTube commentaries. Sorry, I fucking had to reinstall my whole OS because my computer's almost a decade old, apparently. Time flies, you know? But I'm going to have to get a new one of these soon. And then you know how like you update the thing and then everything's all bluey? It's fucking like... Half my apps were uninstalled. I don't have editing software anymore. I know I don't. I don't like the way everything looks. I don't know. Right, you my will. My computer's from this decade. You'll know. Again, my misfortune is always like oh, wait, couple, no, a few years ahead of yours. Mine's a twenty-seven. You will be experiencing this exact thing in about two and a half years, if the mice rat formula is any <laughs> indication. <laughs> the right. mice rat formula is any indication. I'll be experiencing it in two and a half months. Uh, here's some YouTube comments. I'm gonna kill the shit out of that rat. He's a rat. His whole family's rats. Would have grown up to be a rat. All right, this first one is on Meet the Snells. It says, Term, where can you find that sweatshirt? It's the Mr. Show sweater, I think. Oh, I'm not telling you. I'm so you and I can have it. Oh, also, look, uh, stalker much? Look at Craig's, um, thumbnail in the Google account that he's commenting from? What tell the people what that is. I can't really that's, see it. That's Craig's thumbnail. Oh, it's me on the bench right there. There's a painting of it on the wall. Uh, I guess I'm a stalker Me on the, <laughs> the Q&A bench years ago it's uh, when I was dressed like thumbnail. hipster Hitler. And now he wants to dress like you, so watch out for Craig. 
Um, meet the smells. LMAO, varicose veins, gross. This guy gets it. Same video. Please drop this on Spotify. Please. Oh, that's a good segue. This is coming out on Spotify soon. Meet the Snells, Brainwash, and Even Keel, the Kazamdemic three-piece EP. It's going to be out before the end of the month, I think probably Halloween weekend. So stay tuned for that and uh, enjoy. Google McMarkey J. No. Brainwash. Turn the music. Okay, he's quoting you. Should I read it? Do I have to read your quote? No. Okay. Meet the Snells. Palmer Square is clearly the best lyricists in the game. Comments are just, I think I already said this. This is why we do it. Because they have to <laughs> go through it, too. Comments are funny. Just the concept of it, the idea of leaving a comment. Uh, I looked up the other day, Drop Dead Fred. I was trying to find Drop Dead Fred clips. Um, and... Uh, I found one that was like, <laughs> get there. The top <laughs> quotes from Drop Dead Fred, and I watched it. This is what I'm doing with my time. Uh, and, I, and then it was like, they didn't do them all. They didn't do all the ones I like. <laughs> and then I go down to the comments, and some other people agreed. They were like, uh, you missed the best one. You missed the fucking the cobwebs quote. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I like clicked on the box to leave a comment. Ooh, you and it don't it like a whoosh came over my over me. <laughs> it's like, what, what am I wow. doing? What's the point? Um, I well, nobody nobody reads um, the Drop Dead Fred top comments <laughs> on a podcast that's got a lot. Whether of you leave a comment a really or not, you're the fucking loser for even being on that thread like quotes from dropped the argument of the better quotes of my 90s movie Ugh, you better not leave a comment i posted a clip a- from uh from the the fights this weekend of uh maria agapova did you watch that agapova uh, was that in the main card yes no oh well watch it because she's great i like her a lot and i wanted to post drop dead fred going oh i like her and I, so that's why I was looking for that. <laughs> uh, next comment. My Jack Harlow thing. Spits epic remix, sips coffee. How do you like that comment? It's necessary. <laughs> but I could describe that comment in one word. <laughs> Even keel. It'd be necessary. Uh, we found the best content for the amount of subscribers. Congrats, everyone. What does that mean? Is that a diss? What the fuck did you say to me? Um, Never had nothing. I think we're done. That was probably 10. Thanks for listening, everybody. Please come see us on the road. New York City in Brooklyn. Tuesday. This coming Tuesday. Um, And then we're going to be in Boston, Portsmouth, New Hampshire, Sanford, Maine, on the runway of an airport. That sounds fun. Come on out. That's also got a live stream. So that's, that's a Saturday night, October 23rd. Mark your calendar if you want. I don't know if it'll. You'll hear a bunch of jets flying instead of our music, but it should be fun. So check it out. Providence, Rhode Island, October twenty fourth. Portland, Maine, October twenty fifth. Greenfield, Massachusetts, October twenty sixth. Burlington, Vermont, October twenty eighth. And then Mansfield, Ohio, Ohio, Ohio. Halloween party, October thirtieth. Living in sin with a safety pin, go Mansfield rocks. 
Um, you know, tbsportspodcast at gmail.com, 708-797-3079. Leave us a voicemail, please. Uh, Patreon.com slash Palmer Squares and palmersquares.com for tickets and merch and all your Palmer Squares needs. I guess that's it. We got some um, limited spooky language napalm cool liquid represses coming at the end of the year, I think. So just know that. Yes, and, um, um, they are. They have a new technology where they're they're making vinyl records with liquid in them. It's like you pour a bottle of water under the needle and just experience. And um, I fought tooth and nail. I fought to try and get uh, the liquid inside of our records to be either my cum or my blood or my pee D- or a combination the- of. Two or all three. Define fighting tooth and nail for that. I insisted on like four or five emails. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said that I would even fly because the guy, somebody in a... You should have put your teeth and your nails in instead. Maybe Somebody they like that. in a warehouse is going to have to transfer the fluid into the things. And they're like, we don't want to deal with your pee or your cum. I still don't think anybody blood. told you that other than me. Who? What? That like? No, I asked Bishop. And um, <laughs> okay. I said, I'll fly to Baltimore and I'll do the, I'll put it in there. I'll make a day of it. It'll be fun. And they were still like, no, <laughs> won't do it. And, uh, you know, some other fucking schmo out there is going to sell a record in a year from now with their jizz inside of it or their pee or both. Some lady's going to crack it open and try to get pregnant off it. And she's going to cut her vagina. It's going to be a whole thing. Look. If that's a risk, I'm willing to take it, you know. And I would, I would commend her for her um, vigilance, tenacity, fanhood. <laughs> uh, but yeah, somebody else is gonna do it, and then they're gonna get the fucking the write up, Buzzfeed Squawk channel. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> Uh, you guys, Kazam Demic. They're gonna get all the credit, and we're not. But uh, yeah, Kazam Demic's coming, coming out Halloween weekend. Uh, stream the songs you've already heard in video form. It's exciting stuff, you guys. Uh, but they sound very good. Studio quality, crystal HD. Kazam Demic coming really soon. So check that out. Um, I guess that's it, you guys. Anything else, term? Any sign-off statements? Any? Should we start a whole new discussion now that we're? At the end of the episode. Rumble! <laughs> listen uh, to uh, listen to Discipline by King Crimson. And watch Buried on Showtime. All right, you guys. Um, Smoochie Gang playlist on Spotify. Check this out in it. This is Don't Forget by our pal Pudge. Don't forget who be the ultimate. Set that man that he be forever holding it down from January to December. Don't forget. Remember. This is a better song than <laughs> that one. Uh, our pal Pudge. We'll see him again when we hit Texas Don't early November. Don't forget be the ultimate. Seth and Maddie be forever holding it down from January to December. Don't forget. Remember. 
Uh, this is Don't Forget by Pudge. Smooches. Kill Whitey! Yo, I go and turn the hotel room to Old Town Row. Below the radar, chilling with the whole ounce roll. I found my destiny off in the distance that I have yet to see. Hit the stage and pray to these strange faces invest in me. Shots to bank notes and all the west side connects. I keep went from straight broke to nowadays I don't check receipts. In a state of sunshine, cloudy days is regular to me. They pass judgment, wasn't ever on the scene. I don't relate to writer's block. Blank canvas full of visions Premonition based lifestyle I go and get it All this vicious shit and trippings for the birds With a cup of some iffy I'm a different kind of slurred The ruler of the kingdom versus a bottomless surf Y'all shit not in my cards It's so awful it hurts It's been hard Spend a lot of time plying it first I'm talking stock market schemes Put the profit to work Advanced chemistry Rush ropes ahead of y'all's imagery Always matching on the blunt When I was matching energy Photos and captions just trying to stunt, we a different breed Wax and sticks and seeds, that shit's a trip to me Sleep number bed, put me in a deep slumber Stevie Wonder soundtrack, drifting to the undiscovered Uncharted territory, my frame is something other I take my time, but all the time you take is cookie cutter Y'all be on that, I don't need a queen to sleep at night I be on that, always coming up with ways to treat her right Y'all be on that other shit, I don't think that we alike Different breed, whiskey drunk, looking for some treats to light I make the same shit over and over again I turn my loneliness to something I can hold as a friend The chosen one, lone captain on this boat to the end Marijuana smoke, passion plus I'm dope with a pen I've been dope one day, hope they soak it in Until then, till the next paycheck, I'm broke again I don't know trends, haven't known what's popping in years My whole town off of coke, oxycontin and beers Slow down a bit, quit going out a lot Cause most folks is counterfeit to each his own, I'm down with it but had to ditch behavior with traits that I wasn't proud of I drift through transitions, went and stepped away and found love Yesterday's an episode of memories that shaped me One minute they love punch, next second they hate me I'm always on my way to something, so all them bad vibes doesn't phase me Most importantly, they doesn't change me Yesterday's an episode of memories that shaped me One minute they love punch, next second they hate me I'm always on my way to something, all them bad vibes doesn't phase me Most importantly, they doesn't change me me.